Welcome to the Cinema Swamp, a podcast where friends, enemies, and Minnesotans argue about movies. In part one of this episode, we introduce your hosts, who briefly discuss their origins of film obsession. While exploring the Cinema Swamp, beware of minor spoilers for Gravity, Boyhood, I'm Not a Serial Killer, Green Room, Air Force One, Roadhouse, the entire trilogies of The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, and The Evil Dead, along with the entire anthologies of Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Spy Kids. Also, beware of major spoilers for Memento, Ed Wood, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, Suicide Squad, Avengers Infinity War, Spider-Man Homecoming, The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies, Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, Star Wars Episode 5: The Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars Episode 7: The Force Awakens, and the entire Spider-Man trilogy. Well, this is the Cinema Swamp. This is the very first inaugural episode, as they would say. This is Justin Wilton. This is uh, Hunter Goble. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about movies because there's not enough podcasts to talk about movies out there. So, <laughs> welcome to it. Yeah. Uh, we don't know the format or how we're going to exactly do every episode yet, so this is just going to be a little bit of a test run for us. So thank you for joining us on this adventure we're going to be having, I guess. All right. So, what do we talk about for the first episode? Well, we got to introduce ourselves. I guess we could do that quick. Do you want to introduce yourself, Hunter? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just said my name is <laughs> Hunter Goble, but uh, yeah, uh, I guess I'm living in Minnesota, <laughs> and uh, I really like movies a lot. Kind of didn't realize it until I don't know 2014, and. Um, I think a big uh, reason that I like movies so much is because of Justin here, um, and I, we go back <laughs> to being little kids. Mm. We are literally from the swamps because uh, we are from a small town in Minnesota, which is middle of nowhere. It's called Floodwood. That is not a made-up name. That is a real town. Because, Named after uh, a Native American, <laughs> to be politically. Tom Floodwood. I call bullshit on that name. His name was Tom. That is not real. Like, I didn't know his am, first name was Tom. I'm sorry, but like, all right. When I went to the main U and I would tell people, oh yeah, I went to, I'm from a town of 500 and the name of the town's Floodwood. They thought I was lying. And then I said, no, it's named after Indian chief Tom Floodwood. And they said, there's not an Indian chief named Tom Floodwood. And I'm like, you come to our school and painted in our school on the wall is a portrait of the Tom Floodwood. Mm-hmm. And... I actually I don't know I feel like that's not real but oh well that's what I believe so. <laughs> do not challenge my beliefs I will fight you yeah. it's a historical it's a good testament to Native Americans and what they we are, it is a tri- the town is a tribute to Native Americans mm-hmm. um, it's, it's good it's a good town we both a, came from there yeah, we don't we, live there anymore but we we, uh, we grew up there mm-hmm. mostly and uh, we went to school there mostly. And, uh, yeah, we knew, we, we've known each other since literally probably kindergarten, maybe before that, but, like... Yeah, probably before that. Um, I remember our friendship has always been kind of, like, in and out. Not that we've ever had a bad time or anything. It's more that, you know, we were, we were close in second grade, I remember, a lot. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically because my memory's too good. But, like, I remember <laughs> because we were doing, like, that science fair project. Yeah. We were in the same half of the class. So, spent a lot of time with each other. 
We got like third place or something. Yeah, like we that. did. We literally did. We got third place. The coolest place. thing that's ever happened to me. That so. is awesome. That was a good time. Yeah, out of probably, I just remember that now. <laughs> probably out of the 10 kids that went to that school, we got third. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, that was pretty cool. We just high-fived across the table. <laughs> I know you can't hear the sound, but we just wanted the acoustics to be okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I remember we, uh, we became really close in sixth grade, too, because we... Uh, it was around that time. I know it was towards the end of elementary school. I was really good friends with someone. He actually moved out of town, so I just became better friends with you at that point. With Evan, of course. Evan, shout out to Evan. I'm sure he's listening, of course. <laughs> but uh, we became... Yeah, we remember you, Evan. Yeah, we became close like throughout uh, most of high school then and everything. Um, you ended up moving at one point. So, yeah, for a couple of years then, we were just it was just kind of incognito for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like... Just weren't in good contact at all until recently, basically. And now we are, yeah, we found a passion uh, with each other that we had a very similar passion for yeah. movies, basically. Yeah, just kind of grew over Twitter over the course of the past, I don't know, year and a half, maybe. It's good to grow through Twitter. I think the best <laughs> friends are the ones that are made online. If you want to grow on me. Twitter. I mean,. Well, here's the thing. Make friends online, but especially people you already know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we became a lot closer through that, and uh, I was I was surprised because I knew we I we used to have similar tastes in movies just because our I think our parents were the same where they would you know take us to the video store and they'd be like, don't watch those ones, all the new crap, just watch this. So we both really liked Back to the Future. I think we both had parents who showed us that movie, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of other. 80s movies and uh yeah i uh but i didn't realize just how much you love movies because like for me it's always been like yeah i go to the movies with people but this, not a lot of people are going back to the classics as much as i do or i try to do but then yeah i saw you on twitter and i was like man you, you really try to like expand out there but oh, i'm about to burp i don't want to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i you know i think my mom, she would drop 80s movies in my lap when I was a kid, and I'd watch them and think they were just incredible, and half because the movie was great, but also because I loved the cultural context of, you know, thinking that my mom used to watch this when she was a kid, and that, you know, just older people I knew used to watch these movies, and, you know, they liked it, how should I like it, and um, that kind of grew with me. Um yeah, right around, like, I don't know, 6th to, like, 10th grade of hanging out with Justin, like, um, he would always bring these recommendations of movies to school, and then we'd try and watch them in, like, this little clubhouse that he built, and, like, we'd hmm. watch them at, like, just each other's houses and stuff, and, um, yeah, I don't know, like, I had always, you know, had been like, oh, well, you know, if this movie's so good, like, I should figure out why, and then it wasn't until, like, 2014 I lived outside the States for a while and didn't have, like movie viewing capabilities for like six months and the whole time i was like dang something is like missing from my life (laughs) i don't know what it is and like basically discovered that it was because i didn't have movies around and i was like dying to watch any movie possible and that that's when i realized that i had a way bigger passion for movies than i thought and so as soon as i moved back home i just invested in dvds as much as i could afford Mm -hmm. and you know, once I got online and started blogging about movies and stuff and on the Twitter, um, yeah, reconnected with Justin, realized that he's still like going hardcore into the movie 
movie culture fandom and uh you know i just yeah we just kind of started connecting and finally met up and tried to give the podcast thing a a run oh yeah i've been meaning to do podcasts for a while but it's always hard to it's always hard to schedule and i don't like doing them alone I don't understand how people do podcasts alone. Um, I haven't listened to any because it sounds just. Oh, it, I've I've listened to some and I'm like I, I I enjoy the people but like man doing them alone I just feel like I I just feel lonely. I mean that's how I do when I, I record just, videos though. Yeah. Like it's just like you just stop for a second and you're like I'm in a lonely world. <laughs> you just edit out this like <laughs> this look of depression. <laughs> Every cut in my videos is just me looking sad. <laughs> Every once in a while you see where you just definitely have been crying. <laughs> Every time I'm wiping my face, it's the tears on my face I'm wiping. But well, that's no longer. You know, now we're, we're going we're, we're gonna to talk about some movies. Um, and I guess, I don't know, this is somewhat of a segue. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it's a segue. Because we go or I suppose you, you talk a little bit more about how you discovered your love for movies. Well, I mean, stuff. just, I mean, it was pretty simple, I guess, is that, um, you know, being my age... I think everyone has that one movie that really is going to... I think it, most people who love film, it's like that one movie. And for me, it was... It's a combination. It's uh, Dark Knight, which I know it's like... It's the most common one, I feel like, for people probably my age at this point. It's going to come out anyway. Like, in the next 10 years, when there's a bunch of filmmakers who are in their 30s, are going to say The Dark Knight. And I guarantee you that's what's going to be. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight was one that I had no prior knowledge of, except for the fact it was all over the news. I didn't... I mean, even, and people say we're the internet age, but I don't think they realize just that even in 2008, the internet was not that prevalent, especially in, in our small town of 500. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. had dial up or no yeah. internet, and our school, uh, you'd be lucky if you could get anything to work. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to have any knowledge of film at that point. And I didn't know anything about The Dark Knight or even Batman until I saw that movie. Because my mom wanted to see Mamma Mia, and I said, no way. So uh, I went and saw Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, Mom. In your face, Rachel. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> Just kidding, Rachel. <laughs> no, the movie was uh, really good, of course. One of the best I had ever seen. Something I just had never seen anything like it. And then two years later, Inception came out. And the only reason I went was because it said right in the commercial from the director of The Dark Knight. And I said, well, I'm going. And uh, I, I even dragged my mom to go, and she hated it. But... The entire time I was watching it, I was, like, entranced, and, yeah, I went with her, and she was just, like... Yeah. like I'm just thinking, because a month ago, I made my mom watch Memento. <laughs> what did she say? She just swore at me at the end of it. <laughs> she, she's, she's like, just that's off. how it ends? <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's how it begins. <laughs> Freaking doing like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was probably so annoyed. That's like a movie I would not like show an adult. Yeah, like, I thought I mean, she like, could my handle parent, it. Like, oh, you know, my mom. Oh my god, my mom does not pay attention to movies. Like, she will like stop watching. She'll like be on her <laughs> phone or on her laptop, and she'll look up and be like, "What happened?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> so watching Memento, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. But like I, uh, yeah, we went and saw Inception together, and I remember even the opening like music where it was like really loud and bah, bah, like she's just mm-hmm. like it's really loud, <laughs> and I'm like. In the theater. Yeah, mom, I know. And then I'm like, pay attention. And then she didn't really talk the rest of it, but I was like entranced. And when we left, I was like, oh my god, like my life actually changed that moment because I was like, movies they can do so much more than just entertain. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, that sucked. <laughs> but 
uh, from there, yeah, I think another big one was IMDb's Top 250 list, which I know is another very generic thing, but that really helped grow my love for movies. I ended up starting to make movies. I uh, made video series about movies. I loved video series. I talked about movies. Uh, you know, Cinemassacre, for instance, he was a big one. And uh, eventually I even went to school for it, not full-time. I went and got a minor in film. And uh, since then I've just been trying to watch as many movies as possible. It is an addiction. But then I saw that Goebel had the same exact addiction. And I will never forgive myself for the fact that he was on Letterboxd and I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. No, just a real quick... This is out of nowhere, but quick complaint. IMDb I used for years... And I always hated that you couldn't just mark that you've seen the movie, but you have to rate it no matter what. Even though I had not seen the movie in years, or it's like, I don't really want to rate it, you have to rate it no matter what, in order to kind of mark off that you've seen it. Then Letterboxd comes around, and they're like, oh, you could just say you've seen it. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Mm Because I'm like, that's all I really wanted to do was find a way to, you know, especially for lists. Mm -hmm. It's like so nice to figure out, oh, I've seen these ones, haven't seen these ones. So nice and organized. Letterboxd, one of the best things ever made. Yeah, here's like yeah, definitely a little plug for like Letterbox because like it is so like it's unique that it's absolutely user friendly, like more so than IMDb, I'd say. Yeah, I don't think it's quite as like the database isn't as expansive, but it's oh, enough think, to the point of where you what you need to do you can easily do it, I guess. I think it's actually more expensive. I mean, it doesn't have TV, which mm-hmm. I don't know if there's. I've tried to find a Letterbox equivalent to TV because that'd be nice to mm-hmm. kind of mark down episodes you've seen as you go along. But I think it's more expansive because it throws in way more short films. I've yeah, saw, I've, I have found some more like really obscure things out there. Mm-hmm. They're on Letterbox that aren't on IMDb. Yeah, I don't know where it gets its database from. I'm sure it's, it shares it with some other website. But. Yeah, a lot of it comes from IMDb and from another website called just the Movie Database, mm-hmm. which I I don't know why there's two. But yeah. then there's also just people put in their own things because anybody can add to it if they want and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how you prove that the movie exists. I know there's some fake ones on yeah. there, but it's still it's it's really it's quality and it's it's there's no advertisements on there at all, which mm-hmm. is awesome. For and now, <laughs> for now, there's not. And uh, well, yeah, it's cool. It's pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, IMDb has not updated their website literally mm-hmm. in like ten years. <laughs> yeah, as as someone who's probably been yeah. on it for that long, it sucks. I hate it. Yeah. I'm sorry, IMDb, but I hate you. <laughs> It's, um, you can be useful, but yeah, overall. I like using IMDb to find out, like, you know, what's coming out next. You know, I like yeah. using the summer schedule and stuff. Trivia. Trivia on there's yep. pretty nice, yeah. too. But, there's not like, Letterbox doesn't have, like, that stuff, but. You don't really need it, need it, you know? Letterbox, like I said, it's best for, like, making lists, personal lists, like, or public lists. For, you know, if you want to rank the Marvel Cinematic Universe or rank the Star Wars movies. Or yeah. if you want to say, like, hey, these are the movies I own on Blu-ray. These are the, you know, my favorite horror movies, you know. And yeah. and that's why I like it. It's like the Instagram for movies. Yeah, and you, you know? can, like, it's such a such a simple thing, but, like, that you can fade out the movies you have, you've seen. It's yeah. so nice for lists. Oh, yeah. Or especially, like, director filmographies because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I haven't seen these ones. I've seen these ones. So nice. Yeah. And, uh... The only thing is, I don't, I don't know if they do aspect ratio on it. This is a really nerdy thing, but aspect I've, ratio, I don't think I've really seen it on there, but I haven't like had a need for it, so I don't know. I haven't gone as in-depth. I think the only website that has it really it, like done expansively is the Turner Classic Movies. They have a website, and they mm-hmm. have like 
even like really obscure movies, they have like the aspect ratio. Because when you look at like like public domain movies, like movies that are like accessible anywhere, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to find out like what the aspect ratio is. Mm-hmm. But that's a nerdy thing. Mm-hmm. Who cares about aspect ratio? <laughs> uh, I do. I might in a couple of years, but <laughs> right now I don't. But yeah, so that's kind of how we got into movies, how we reconnected. Yeah. Um, but now let's. I think you know it's probably time we get into like I guess some. It, it is time. <laughs> more meat of the podcast. It is. Um, it is time. Yeah. So is I that, guess this. Wait, what? what? Is that what Rafiki says though to Simba in Lion King? <laughs> in the Lion King, when he's right before he goes up the mountain after. I, this is so stupid. <laughs> no, but I'm like, he goes up to him. He's like. It is time. And he tells him to go, I don't know. I vaguely remember it, but... I'm going to find that soundbite, and I'm going to put it in right here. Yeah. Yeah. And there you go. <laughs> that is, I promise you, it's in the movie. You're welcome. Um, anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, movie-going experiences. Yeah. Yeah, our best movie-going experiences. Some of the worst, too. I, I Actually, I don't know if that was going to be the same. Yep, yep. I wrote down our, my worst. I wrote my, my best and worst for both theater and home viewing experiences oh, yeah, or at least true, just in you know other context not just theater so. yeah but we're gonna just be talking about some in general some of the best some of the worst mm-hmm. and uh i mean i i mean right off the bat i mean we had one together when we saw pirates of the caribbean at world's end yeah the third in the series i really i don't know i still think about that sometimes just because mm-hmm. i had never seen a movie so large yeah well tell them what you told me the other day about it Oh, I just said that, like, I hate that people always think that it's, like, the worst one. People will tell me that, and they'll say that the whole series, ever since the first movie's gone downhill, which mm-hmm. I can actually kind of agree with that, but, like, I think those first three movies is actually a pretty solid trilogy, and I think the third one, despite the fact that it's long and convoluted and has a lot of stuff going on, that if you just enjoy the scope and the size and the music of that movie... I think it's excellent. I think it is, and that's one that even as I've heard the bad stuff and the negative stuff about it, every time I watch it, I still like it just as much. And if they re-release that movie, and I have this up there, and this is, of movies I want to see on the big screen, I mean, some of my favorite movies of all time are up there, like, you know, like, I want to see Back to the Future on the big screen. I want to see Toy Story on the big screen, but still, number one, I want to see At World's End on the big Mm -hmm. screen again, because... That is meant to be seen in a theater. Even turn off the dialogue. Just watch it with the music because <laughs> music's so good. But still watch it with the dialogue because it's worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you'll, you'll get so lost. You'll yeah. wonder. Wait, wait. What? If by some chance they've separated <laughs> the dialogue from the music, you can still watch it with the music. Yeah. <laughs> but with just dialogue, it might be weird. <laughs> I remember we saw that for your birthday and we went with uh, just a couple friends and. Yeah. Uh, it was I, like sixth grade, maybe. Yeah, seventh grade. Whenever that movie came out, it would have been no seven. So I think. We but I remember it so well. I remember. I it. don't know why I vividly remember it. Maybe it's because we all had to piss our pants the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, but I, I remember one of our friends, um, either leaving all the time and like it was either because I think he said it was because he had to pee, but he might because he was scared. I can't remember. Oh, it but was Chris. It was <laughs> <one of> the... <laughs> Chris wanted to leave. He just wanted to go. Yeah, but it's all good. It's not like that. Chris, anymore. I called you out. <laughs> you no, know, it was. Uh, I haven't seen you in like five years, Chris. So I'm. <laughs> we should have you as a guest on the show. <laughs> Talk about Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> um, 
So, like, yeah, that movie, uh, I always remember that one just because I've never seen something of that scope. It was good just being with the friends. That's just, like, one of those childhood memories that, like, I always remember just, like, seeing that movie because we all really had to go bathroom. But most of us didn't want to leave because it's like the movie was just too crazy. We're like, we mm-hmm. can't leave. We don't know what will happen next. Yeah. Because that is an insane movie. Like, mm-hmm. I love it, but it's insane. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's, I love it. I just rewatched it a couple months ago in the Czech Republic of all places <laughs> on a bus in the Czech Republic. And I, I, I hate that we're in a podcast right now because I want to know why you were even in the <laughs> Czech Republic, but was that part of your trip? Yeah, it was oh. like a end of the trip, oh. like a, not, I don't kind of like a vacation, but it was, it was called a debrief because we're all exhausted from the earlier stuff so oh, yeah. when you, well when you debrief it's best to go to the Czech Republic yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this country's not Czech Republic's like five hours away let's do it <laughs> okay Airbnb I remember when they were Czechoslovakia thank you very much I don't remember <laughs> I don't think we were alive but it was good I watched it with a friend actually so she had never seen any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and so we I'd watched them with her on this long bus ride to um Prague and uh we're from berlin to prague and uh as soon as we finished uh dead man's chest she's like throw in the next one let's, let's get it in and she really liked it a lot and she was awake through them all which blew my mind because it's just they're long movies yeah and and some of them i'm like i don't know how someone stays awake for on stranger tides but yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah i didn't i didn't like it <laughs> But the first three are good. Well, you can't watch Dead Man's Chest, like, watch the ending and just be like, all right, I'm done. Like, that's kind of a big cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember watching it in the theater, Dead Man's Chest, and then I remember getting it on DVD, like, and watching it on Christmas with my family and thinking, like, dang, like, what could happen? <laughs> I don't know what this third movie is going to be like at all. And the payoff was awesome by the yeah. time you get, you know, Jack Sparrow. You're like, dang, that's where he's been. What? Is this a peanut? What's the? He's gonna kiss that goat? Oh, oh my gosh! They're gonna lift the ship up with crabs, and then uh, Mm -hmm. one woman who is pointless in the second movie apparently is a goddess. (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) this is a weird movie, but I love it. You never know who your friends are. Every complaint (laughs) they become a crab goddess. (laughs) (laughs) Until they blow up on a boat into a million crabs, you know. I've heard every complaint about that movie, and every time I'm like, "Yeah, you're right," but it's still a, it's still amazing. it's a great movie. <laughs> it's great musically and just really like visually, it's amazing. So, mm-hmm. well, that's right. I'm sure half of you turned off the podcast at this point because yeah. you're like, "Well, these guys like at World's End, so I don't know what they're yeah. talking about." Yeah. Um, well, here, get this. So this is one of my first movie going experiences. I remember it being like, "Dang, like going to a theater is awesome." And this is an experience that I want to, you know, have all the time. Mm. It was, I don't know if you were there, remember it, but I don't know if we talked about it before. But we went for Brody Graff's uh, birthday party. We went to see... Oh, which one was it? Um, Spy Kids 3D. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> which was the first time I had... I didn't know what 3D was. I thought it was just a <laughs> dumb way of saying 3D or 3, you know? Yeah. And we went there, and they're like, yeah, you get these glasses, and things, like, come off the screen at you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll see it. And then <laughs> we got these, like, really crappy cardboard glasses. And holy crap, that was the first time I saw 3D, and it was just <laughs> outrageous, because it's, like, a certain point in the movie, like, they tell you to put on the glasses. and then <laughs> It's just weird. And the <laughs> but... movie, you know, I was... We were probably, like... 
third grade by then, fourth grade or something. So this is really young. But I remember just thinking it was incredible mm-hmm. seeing 3D. And then that was the last 3D movie I ever saw yeah. in the theater because I just realized that's actually horrible. <laughs> um, but that experience blew my mind. And it gave me this wild appreciation for um, a movie-going experience within a, a theater. You yeah. know, having your full cinematic kind of senses, you know, being messed with and i really liked it a lot it's funny yeah that you mentioned like that movie of all things but it's like it's true like at that age i i didn't remember seeing that until you mentioned it because i was like yeah i i was there and uh i did remember seeing it because i remember being hyped for it because i mean i mean spy kids was at that time like it was a big thing especially for like Mm -hmm. a kid your age and it was for the very simple purpose of Mm -hmm. man i'm a kid wouldn't it be cool if i was a spy and for a while that became a genre because then they had uh agent cody banks and they also had uh they had a couple movies like oh thunderbirds was one of them Mm -hmm. um clock stoppers was kind of like that like they were they were all kind of like the same thing though Mm -hmm. like hey you're a kid what if you were a spy (laughs) and i'm sorry i was a kid and i was like Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, uh, all I ever, when you were talking about the whole 3D, which I don't even remember what the 3D was like, but I remember for some reason at that time, maybe it's just because we're kids, I was like, whoa! But mm-hmm. now I'm like, I realize it probably sucks, but like, mm-hmm. um, I was getting uh, flashbacks to seeing Rugrats go wild when they had those <laughs> little scratch sniff cards. Yeah. Dang. Which for a while oh, came. Gosh, I remember that. Those came back for a while in. The Spy Kids 4 movie that came out in 2011, they came back with those. So, I think that's a weird gimmick, but... Mm -hmm. uh, That's like 4D, because it's like a different... That's what they called it, too. It's 4D, because you can smell the poo, I guess. Thank you, movie theaters and producers who don't do that anymore. (laughs) How do we get people to see this movie? I know. (laughs) What if? Give them something to just smell. (laughs) Hey, kids, smell this. They should have, like, a thing to touch, like, no. <laughs> like a bag that you don't see and you just touch it and you're like, touch now. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, think of a movie where they should have, like, a touch thing. Like, um. Saw? Oh, no. Um, I was more thinking of some, like, raunchy R-rated comedy, like The Hangover. Yeah. <laughs> Something gross going on there. Like, God, no. Um. <laughs> But I, you mentioned 3D, and you said you haven't seen... You've really never seen another uh, 3D? I think I have, now that I think about it. I can't remember which... It, it, whatever it was, it was probably my second time seeing it. Oh, you know what? It was Suicide Squad. That was the next uh, movie I saw. And it was... I was skeptical going into it. Um, this was in British Columbia. Okay. <laughs> of all places. Um, and uh, the guy I was going with, he was the... the I don't know, the groom of... of the fiance, I guess, at the time of my friend who's getting married, mm-hmm. um, and he was a huge Marvel fan, um, and his best friend was a DC fan, so they were going. I knew it came out, and I was already in love with movies, and you know, we had just gotten Pam, Batman vs Superman, which I had you know not liked, and then learned to like a lot. So I was, and I, you know, my big thing was I loved Jared Leto. I was like super stoked to see Jared Leto. Yeah, and I was like, you know pretty high off trailers this is before i went you know trailer pier <laughs> um and i was like dang i couldn't get enough of this bohemian rhapsody trailer that's that one of the best um, probably ever margot robbie i wasn't completely sold on will smith but i was down with it and i went to go see it and he said he was gonna bring me you know and i didn't have like any money and he's like yeah we're gonna see it. it's gonna be awesome and then we get in line 
and they hand me 3D glasses, <laughs> and I remember just looking at them like you're like oh, kind of like a dog that's about to get hit in the face. <laughs> like I was just like, what? Like, why? Why? Are why? Doing why are we doing this, man? And and uh, you know he just didn't have a preference, and I did, but whatever. I saw it, and with or without 3D glasses, I didn't like the movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, I eventually bought it for some reason on DVD and mm. didn't like it either. So it's over there somewhere, I own it too, despite the same thing. I hate yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know why. Even, it's even, a collector's thing. Even maybe. watch, like, yeah, well, I'll just buy anything DC, same yeah. with Marvel. But, like, um, even the extended cut, like, I'm like, no, yeah. can't, it doesn't do it for doesn't me. doesn't do anything. But, like... And I love the director. I was stoked by the director. I yeah, love Fury. Well, and I mean, just... I was excited because he really hadn't done much before that and i was like i'm excited because he's usually a writer and i was like i'm excited to see him just kind of mm-hmm. do his own thing and uh i'm not anymore but <laughs> <laughs> i know now i'm like eh. i uh i i remember seeing that movie in theaters because we were i was with a group of friends opening night and i think we were in a theater packed with dc um what's the term defenders maybe like dc defenders who mm-hmm no matter what is released they'll be like well <laughs> and yeah. i mean i mean and i get it, it's like like your mm-hmm. movie all you want but like we were all in the theater we were like laughing at scenes that were just so bad yeah and the whole theater Let's was go just, save the world <laughs> the whole th- oh god it's, and then that was in the trailer too and at the time in the trailer it's yeah. like whoa that is so cool but and then <laughs> you see the movie and he says it and you're like i why was that cooler in the trailer <laughs> i don't know god i remember like there's a part in that movie where um it's such a weird like uh, it's such a weird like announcement of a what's the term like of a plot device like it's such a weird of uh, exposition it's a weird moment of exposition where this guy just like what's the guy's name in that movie the main guy it's a really it's like something flag is it captain flag or something like that oh uh rick flag (laughs) rick flag yeah that's his name um he like they're taking down the goddess who's dancing around like the metropolis girl and just kind of going crazy and i'm like what is going on mm-hmm. but it's like ghostbusters which by the way that whole ending is it's just ghostbusters just that's ghostbusters. all it is <laughs> if you want to know watch the scenes back to back it is the same movie <laughs> literally without the dogs it's the same exact thing and um when they um when they attack her i don't know exactly how they ha- have to attack her but they do something to like put down her final defense and then they Rick like Flag blow up the floor. Yeah, or something. but like I, that's the thing is I didn't get either because like the crocodile guy, like I don't know what if he like escaped. He like started eating the <laughs> the other like soldiers. So I don't know. Anyway, what are you saying? Rick Flag <laughs> grabs Will Smith, as if Will Smith doesn't know this already. He grabs him and he's like, "We've got the heart. It's time to take him out." And I'm like. This is such a weird... That's such a weird thing to announce that everybody, like, in my role, which we saw it with, laughed at that line because we're like, that is such a horrible moment mm-hmm. in that movie. Like, why what, do I need to announce that? Like, mm-hmm. we got the heart. I'm like, we know. Like, yeah. we already know that. And I just... We were laughing and every single DC person in that movie theater just looked at us and they're like, how dare you? Like, <laughs> and it's funny you. because since then, that's not the one that... Like, people are usually big and defensive about Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Suicide Squad, you really don't see many people out there saying, it was pretty good. Like, no, Mm -hmm. it's... Most people, I think, got past that and they're like, yeah. And, um, it's funny, though, that we were in a theater full of people who, like, loved it. And Mm -hmm. we're just like, 
no. <laughs> like, that was just so bad. But, you know, that's just... I was going to go back to the 3D, though, because you mentioned uh, you saw 3D, and you're saying you, you haven't really seen much since then. And I haven't either, because I, I think it's just a dumb gimmick. And, mm -hmm. I mean, I never saw Avatar in 3D, which might be... I don't know if that's a big regret. I know people yeah. said it was amazing. I've heard other people say, like, oh, How to Train Your Dragon had really good 3D. And, you know, it's a trend that comes, like, every 30 years. I don't know if it's part of that 30-year cycle of, like, nostalgia, probably, because, mm -hmm. you know, in the 50s it was big, and it came back in the 80s, and both times it was, I'm pretty sure it was colored glasses. I don't think they had the clear glasses weird technology back it was then. blue and red i'm pretty sure because it was i think that whole thing started with comic books like archie comics and yeah stuff that they came with like little tear out glasses to look oh yeah because you could like look in the comic like that yeah and i have no proof of how they used to do it but like i've heard people say that the glasses were different but i'm i don't have proof of that and I never have, because when it's on, been on DVD, when it's been on Blu-ray, mm -hmm. it's been the um, colored glasses. The thing is, the way you shoot a 3D movie is if you have two cameras by side by side. That's how you do it. Mm -hmm. That's why movies like Phantom of the Opera, which from the, like, from the 20s, which used two cameras simply for the fact that they were using a second copy of the movie for the foreign distributors, which is a weird thing to do in the 20s, yeah. but that's just what they did. Wild. Point is, they basically accidentally made a 3D movie, though. So since then, they've made it a 3D movie <laughs> because they accidentally did it. Wow. But some movies aren't made 3D, and they just throw in that colored effect to just make it look 3D. Mm -hmm. So I, it's kind of hard to figure out which movies are actually shot in 3D, which ones are not. Avatar was, of course, shot in 3D because that was the one that brought brought the craze back. And they say James Cameron did it right, and I agree. He probably did. I mean, everyone praised it. I'm sure when Avatar 2 comes out in, I don't know, 2030 or how long he's waiting to make it. But, like, whenever it comes out mm -hmm. and it's 58 sequels he's making, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm sure the 3D will be amazing. I'll go see it in 3D because that's what everyone says. But 3D is starting to kind of go out of style again because I don't see it out ever anymore. Mm -hmm. And maybe that theaters are starting to do different things to get people at, into the theater. And they're like, 3D isn't working, let's do something else. But I was going to say, the thing I saw in 3D, which was shot in 3D, was a movie called Gravity. Did yeah. you ever see that? Mm-hmm. Um, which, that was completely by accident, because I, we didn't want to see it in 3D. I hated 3D, and I was like, really? Mm -hmm. And uh, But we saw it, and it... It was amazing. It was the best 3D I've ever seen. Because mm -hmm. I've seen... I like I saw Amazing Spider-Man in 3D. And I'm pretty sure I've seen something else in 3D. But I can't remember. But both times it sucked. And yeah, of course, it's the very general statement of... If it's not shot in 3D, it's not going to be good. And that's basically the truth. It's like, if it's mm -hmm. not, it's not going to be good. I know some animated movies look better in 3D. Because, you know, like computer animated films. So, like... I saw... Oh, you know what? I saw Finding Nemo when it made it went back to the big screen. They did a 3D re-release of it, and that mm -hmm. 3D wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. Because I think when they have that kind of technology, computer animation just kind of looks better in 3D. Mm -hmm. Or it can look good in 3D. Because I know they did a Toy Story release, for, like re-release with the second movie. Mm -hmm. in like 2009, that for some reason I didn't go see, which I wish I did, but... Yeah, the point is that 3D uh, kind of sucks, but it can be good. <laughs> and Gravity was a good one. I feel bad that you saw Suicide Squad that way. but Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. For me, it's just like a. It's like a hindrance in the theater. Like in your, you know, when you're in the movie theater, and you had these glasses on, like it's not like they were uncomfortable. It's just like some people, you know, they say it messes with their eyes, and maybe that's just me. It messes with my eyes, but it's it takes me out of the movie. And you know, there's some for like the few shots that look cool. Yeah. It's not worth it the length of the movie. I'd rather just have the full movie at what it is, you know, in two D. And I get a deeper movie-going experience out of it. And so I I, I saw Gravity in theater um, without 3D, and mm. I thought it was incredible. But And um, that, like, almost makes me wish that. I'd be like, you know, if it got re-released, I really wish you could see it in 3D just to see if you think it's, like, like any better even that way. I mm-hmm. don't think it ever makes a movie better. And I kind of hate when, like... I mean, there can be experiences... I certainly believe that, but like Gravity, to me, I've seen it many times since I own it. Like I mm-hmm. watch it a lot, and it's like it's still a good movie, but it's not like the 3D suddenly like no, but that was the best time. Like no, it's like it was just cool. It did look good, but mm-hmm. I'm like obviously you don't need to watch a movie that way. Yeah, like Dunkirk. I saw Dunkirk. Uh, we made a specific choice to go from Duluth. We took like a three hour drive to the cities, mm-hmm. and obviously we stayed with someone. We went for more than just seeing a movie but we we decided to go see it on an IMAX screen because we're like we don't have one around here and I'm like I want to see it on an actual it used to be an IMAX down there yeah we could talk about that for a <laughs> second but like uh, we there used to be an IMAX in town but we went to the IMAX theater down in the cities and uh, I really wanted to see Dunkirk in IMAX because I said that was the big deal to see it in he actually shot it with IMAX film not even digitally so I'm like I want to see it and yeah, it looked really cool. In general, I didn't think the movie was that great. It was good, but it wasn't the best. But seeing it in IMAX, it was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. It was the biggest movie we've ever seen. But it doesn't make the movie like too much better. Nah, I was going to say about the IMAX. You want to know how that all worked? <laughs> we had an IMAX theater in Duluth. And that was back when IMAX wasn't a big thing. It, people didn't really care about it. I people, remember hearing about it, but I don't know what it was. They used to show just basically nature documentaries in IMAX, and that was the end of it. So we had the giant IMAX theater that wasn't a digital projector. It was the actual film projector, which was even like you could see it. Do you remember that? You could like be in the lobby and you could see it because it was that massive. Because mm-hmm. these And these cameras are big. They're expensive. And mm-hmm. all the technology is. So we had it. And they didn't. It was called the Omnimax because our IMAX theater was not like a tall screen. It was like curved, mm-hmm. kind of like a planetarium, and like laid back in it. And yeah, like you could like it, lay like back in it, and we would have a lot of nature documentaries. So what I'm saying is, it was basically stupid. It was pointless. Nobody understood why we had it. So uh, I think. I don't remember exactly when it closed, but to me, it feels like it was around 2008 because that's I, I, that's around the time they started remodeling that movie theater. So they got rid of that, and uh, what they were going to replace with it was just a bigger movie theater screen, which they have now because let me explain. <laughs> what happened was no movies are shot in IMAX at that point. And then The Dark Knight came out that <laughs> same year, which shot many of its sequences in IMAX. And then subsequently the sequel came out, and now you have movies all the time that are shot in IMAX. Or mm-hmm. a big thing is, hey, we're going to have it on the IMAX screen. In fact, that's like a huge deal for movies now. Mm-hmm. And already at this point, like before The Dark Knight, not a lot of movies did this. So when we had the IMAX in town, 
didn't make money. It closed down. They're like, screw it. No one cares about IMAX. Then they made a movie that was for IMAX, and it made IMAX popular, and we didn't have the IMAX theater anymore. It was, like, too late. Mm-hmm. So what did they do? They're like, quick, quick, we need something. So they threw up a big screen, which they call the ultra screen, and uh, apparently that makes up for it. Now, there are some movies that if they're shot in IMAX and we get that copy of the movie, it looks good on the ultra screen. But for the most part, they just kind of throw a movie onto a big screen. And usually it doesn't look too good mm-hmm. to me. I don't know why it sells out. I don't know if people just don't like care. They think it's better. You know, the Star Wars is what everyone wants to watch here in town. Is, Which you know? I didn't get. I went and saw it in the smaller theater. I mean, it was it was a smaller screen even. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it was packed. But I'm like, yeah, we'd rather watch it like this. Why... I hate that ultra screen. Mm-hmm. Do you watch many movies there? Last thing I saw there was Spider-Man Homecoming, so it was about a year ago. Yeah. It was the last movie I watched there. And it, it wasn't bad. It was definitely, it was my first, what's my first? Yeah, I think it was my first viewing of Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. It was like, I had this thing where I watched movies at like 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> and uh, me and my girlfriend went and um, we... Uh, yeah, I don't know, that was my first time, and I remember going in there being like, oh, this used to be the old Omnimax yeah. part, you know, and uh, it wasn't bad. The, the definite thing I noticed was the, the I mean, the picture was obviously curved and really big, and it, you had to turn your head to see some scenes, yeah. um, but the sound was significantly worse than the other theaters, That's I noticed. That's true, I didn't And the other theaters, the sound quality is amazing. At least, from my opinion, at the our Duluth Theater here. I think we have really good sound, except yeah. for that one. I forgot about that part. Yeah, the sound think, just is horrible. I think the lighting's pretty bad, too, because yeah. um, in the other theaters, the only thing that's annoying is, like, the little stair lights, which mm-hmm. you can avoid those in a way, like, if you just pick the right seats, but mm-hmm. in the ultra screen, they have them on both sides, and they're pretty rampant, because, you mm-hmm. know, it's a pretty steep climb, so they can't not have lights. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying, actually, <laughs> so sitting up it there. It is, it does look Sometimes scary. Sometimes you realize, like, halfway through the movie that you're in a theater, and then I get, like, this weird vertigo experience. I hate that. Do you, do you get that a lot, where you're just suddenly, like... Not the new theaters we have, no, but in that one, that No, I like, did, that one, I mean, like, sometimes I just look down, and I'm like, oh my god, like, <laughs> I am I am high above the air. <laughs> yeah. Look at me now, I'm walking Gripping your date's hand a little tighter. <laughs> like, sometimes, like, I just feel like I'm gonna fall yeah but yeah like that theater i've never been a fan of but i realized if you kind of go to the very very back of it it's not the worst because like the screen you can see it all it's farther away yeah, yeah and, and i'm like the sound i don't know like i the you don't sound care about sound but yeah <laughs> well like for instance i think the last movie i saw there was well for i i did see a wrinkle in time in there which oh that was ugh. even i i went to pretty much an empty house and i went mm-hmm. to the very back and it's well the movie sucked but mm-hmm. i also saw transformers on there which yeah that's the thing don't watch an all don't watch an action movie especially one where there's so much so many convoluted <laughs> action scenes like a michael on a big bay screen. movie like, yeah it's like don't watch a michael bay because that's like yeah. in your, it's like it's hard to pay attention yeah. but I saw Close Encounters on that big screen oh. in the very back. It like it'd be cool. It was I was a very it was pretty much an empty house and I went to the very back and uh, I uh, watched Close Encounters. I I'd never really seen the whole movie all the way through and yeah that was like mm-hmm. kind of the first experience on a big screen like that and it, I thought it worked really well especially since the movie was kind of um, built to be on a bigger screen because mm-hmm. some movies are. Some are just not. So some they just kind of throw all the movies on there. Yeah. Some of them look good. Some of them don't. The ones that are made for IMAX kind of look better. But most of the time, they just don't format the screen correctly, and I hate that. Mm-hmm. It's 
especially at, like smaller theaters in general like smaller theaters will do that where they'll just format it wrong mm-hmm. but like Duluth in general like all their theaters are pretty awesome but like yeah. that ultra screen I avoid yeah and this is like one particular theater that we're talking about like at least I think that you are I don't I don't go to Hermantown a whole lot to, for but our, I haven't gone there since they got the nice seats at Duluth. Oh Town. yeah, yeah, yeah. So our Duluth one is right downtown. Is like yeah. just I don't know. They just gave it healthy steroids or something. <laughs> like it's just incredible. Every theater now has like the nice, comfy, like Laid love seat seats, recliner yeah. seats, and like still got this pretty much the same screen, but the sound and the visual you get is incredible. It's it not nothing to argue with at all, and. uh and they have, a, I mean, just a really good selection of movies that play all day long, mm-hmm. especially if you're like me and like to go to an early showing. Yeah. To I, I wish they would have people. earlier ones even because sometimes mm-hmm. it's like I, on a weekday, I'm like, I wish it had an 8 a.m. so I could see one before mm-hmm. work. But like, yeah, really, really good selection. They got a bunch. And um, that's our one theater. We have the Hermantown one. And that one is pretty close too but it's just the seats are the older ones so it's like mm-hmm. we've been spoiled like we can't yeah. go back yeah but, i saw jurassic world there yeah two weeks ago or some week ago and it wasn't like awful sometimes that's the only time frame that works for me is to go up to hermantown mm-hmm. and or usually it's because i'm meeting a friend and they live close there but yeah. usually it's a movie that i've already seen once at lakes 10 and so i've already seen it in the the setting that i prefer and then it's just a re-watching experience. I'll go to a crappier theater. Me and uh, me and Pete and Austin, we'd go there a lot because they knew one of the workers, so we'd get in free a lot. But I should see Pete and Austin <laughs> there all the time. After I switched yeah. schools, I saw them there all the they, time. We commonly go to that theater because that's just closer for them. I, uh, I don't mind that theater either because they get a couple movies at Duluth 10, don't. Like, they get mm-hmm. some other ones, usually more obscure independent movies. Mm-hmm. And then we have Cinema, which is just a two-screen independent art house theater, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's just got a bunch of the smaller movies, which, but those are the you know, they're those are good screens too. But just, I like going there a lot. I, yeah. I just typically usually the movies you see are movies that came out a year before or something. I think the first movie I saw there was I'm Not a Serial Killer. Yeah, and that was I went with like ten friends and it was. That's because they filmed it up in Virginia, and I got to be a stand-in in in one of the scenes. Yeah, and uh, and I told like I'd built it up with like my group of friends <laughs> forever, and by the time it came around, someone sent me a picture of the screen saying, "Hey, I'm not serial killers playing in Duluth," and I lived like a block away, and I was like, yeah. "No way!" And so I grabbed like ten friends, and that went and saw it. that was the one with Christopher Lloyd, right? Mm-hmm. I never saw it. Because it, well, it went it so was on quick. Netflix for a while. Well, I, I gotta watch it still. My yeah, mom has been the one who brings it up to me a lot because she's mm-hmm. you know she for some reason knows about all the movies from the Minnesota. I got a picture of me with Christopher Lloyd. Well, yeah, sure. I I think I've seen it, but like I was I remember at that point I remember you met him and I knew he was in town and I was like how do I get over there? But I think I was living in the cities at that point. Oh yeah. I don't remember what year was that. That was 2015 because oh, after I got back from Australia, I was I was living in Hibbing. I That's why I was able to make it up to Virginia. God, I'm just... He's so old. He looks so old now, but you're just wearing, I mean, like, this suit. You're like, I am I meeting know. Christopher. Well, Lewis. no, it was like a funeral scene. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I just you were getting all star-studded because you're like, you're like, Christopher Lloyd. Like, <laughs> I would have probably if Honestly, it it's like people want to meet, like, Leonardo DiCaprio and such, yeah. but I'm like, I want to meet him. Like, oh, yeah. 
he oh. does look so much older there. That's crazy. Here's the thing, though. So, like, I mean, I don't want to spoil the movie because it's worth watching. Um, it's it's pretty dark. It's, you know, it's about, like, um, I don't know what to, It's like a, a not <laughs> friendly version of Fargo, okay. in a way. Um, but it's not that same tone. He, it's a little more serious. It's way more serious. Um, and uh, Christopher Lloyd plays, like, this really, like grumpy older guy and you know especially towards the end of the movie which is the fi- the scene that we we're filming and um i feel like i already spoiled so much of this so I'll have to put <laughs> what he's trying to a say spoiler is spoiler at the beginning christopher lloyd killed a man and then he's like i made a mistake so he makes a time machine to <laughs> go back in time <laughs> i haven't seen the movie so i have no idea he actually. recruits me yeah. essentially to go you know, and film, and then I accidentally went back. <laughs> anyway, um, so he's like super, like just old guy, um, and he's like coughing all the time. And I wasn't sure if he's like if this guy's actually gonna die or if that's his character because I didn't know anything about the movie. Um, but uh, after, or, you know, before, and they said, "Hey, there's a lot of actors here. Don't ask them for a picture. Don't ask them to shake their hand. Don't talk to them." They just come in and leave. Do not talk to any of the actors. So it was Christopher Lloyd was, like, the big name. And then the other guy was, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. He's, he's Max from Where the Wild Things Are. Okay. He was the kid from The Sitter, the boy mm. from The Sitter. Yes. Him, you know, the very famous <laughs> him. I think his name is Max. I don't remember. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, that kid was really cool. We, like, hung out where he was playing Star Wars on the the funeral organ whatever okay oh that's and awesome. afterwards i was like i i mean i'm here because of christopher lloyd back to the future is my favorite movie and i'm like i gotta i you gotta get a picture at least like, if he says no a picture i can shake his hand mm-hmm. and see him with my eyes up close and so i went up and asked him and by then there was already a line so i just got in line with all these other a-holes who are I like <laughs> ignoring the laws like, screw that it's yeah. christopher lloyd and so he just looks so angry and then he'd like get behind the next person put his arm around him and then smile like this old person smile and then as soon as someone would take a picture and then the next guy would go up he would just get super angry again mm. and like he just like he, when he put his like he put his arm around me and, and and took a picture and just he just felt so cold and empty and like did he say anything to you? Or did nothing you? to me, nothing at all. You didn't I, say anything to him? Nope. I, I mean, just said hey, you know, I I, I don't know what I said. <laughs> Probably like I'm a huge fan or something dumb. I, would, I, I don't think I would have said just, you're incredible. That's the thing. Like I don't know what I would say to someone. that's like I don't even know if I'd want a picture. Really, it's like I I would, but like. I'd, I'd probably be more fine with just even an autograph. But it's mm-hmm. like, most people, like, who are famous, I'm like, I, I wouldn't want to bother. Because I'm like, I yeah. don't know. I, I don't want to. I Did I ever tell you, do you know, do you know Patricia Arquette? You know, mm. she was uh, the mother in boyhood. She played medium. The, like, oh. the lady from medium. And, uh, Isn't she the, uh, like, in Blade Runner? And, like... No. Isn't she's not She's not the... That's probably... She's not that old. Are you sure? No, Patricia Arquette, she's the one. She's also in Ed Wood. She plays, like, the one he ends up with at, like, the end of the film. Yeah, I'll find a picture for you. Because yeah. if you look at her, you'll know who it is. But the point is... Is she the Little Rascals? <laughs> no. <laughs> she wasn't Mrs. Uh, Apple Bottom or oh, something? Oh, maybe she was. <laughs> Actually, is, I have no idea. Mrs. Apple Tree? She might have actually been in that, but, like... Because she was in Blade Runner. She was the she last... Was she in, was the last female replicant alive. Patricia Arquette was not in Blade Runner. 
I'd remember that. She's not. Yeah. Uh, but here, because I thought that was the mom off Boyhood. Well, you've seen you've seen Boyhood, right? She. Uh, uh, let me show you quick. She. Uh, this is her. Um. Oh, she looks familiar. Yeah. Too. Okay. Similar so to the Blade Runner. What I was gonna say is that we've we've met her. Not you and me, but like uh, <laughs> when I was with my family in Disney World, we did. And um, oh, holes. Yeah. Yeah. She okay, was. Uh, yeah. yeah she was holes. the main lady from that. Oh, and Uncle Buck. She's an Uncle Buck. Is she yeah. playing mom or something like that, or like aunt or? I think she's the mom. I can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Holes rocks. We should do a whole podcast on holes. Oh, Patricia Arquette just plays additional voice in Uncle Buck. <laughs> But holes, yeah, she played the kiss oh, and Kate Marlowe. Oh, oh, her, of course, from Uncle Buck. <laughs> Additional voice. No, uh, so when classic, I... classic role. Here's the thing: it was 2014. That was summer of 2014. So, Boyhood had not come out yet. Basically, within that year, Boyhood came out. She won like every award ever. Won the Oscar in 2015 for Boyhood, and uh, Boyhood was also a movie that I. It's one of those movies that the first time I ever got like internet, I was like. Movies, 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 movies that are coming out, and the one that was had the farthest release date said 2014, which this was like in 2008. So any movie being released in 2014, you're like, what? That's six years away. Mm-hmm. It was Boyhood, and the whole premise was they were filming a movie for like 12 years straight. And I was mm-hmm. like, that is amazing. So I knew about that movie for years, and the thing is, at that moment when I met Patricia Arquette, for some reason I never remembered that. Mm-hmm. But we were at Epcot and. Uh, we were walking around, just, you know, as you do at Disney As World. you do, yeah. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, but, <laughs> like, we were walking around, and there was these kind of security guards that were a little spread out, kind of, like, watching all the corners in the way. And my mom, you know, she's very um, intuitive. She likes to read in the situation. So she was reading that, and she's like, they're, they're surrounding someone. She's like, because they weren't, like, it wasn't, like, freaking Spy Kids 2, where they're, like, surrounding that dancing girl, like... If you, know that, you know, if you know what I'm talking uh, about. After I done a spoiler for Spy Kids 2 now. <laughs> Spoilers for Spy Kids 2 at a very specific scene. But, like, yeah, they, they were, like, kind of spread out in a way. Kind of like, I don't know why she had so much security. She is kind of famous, mm-hmm. so, I mean, she was on Medium at that point. And um, my mom was like, there, there's someone famous over there. She's like, I don't know who it is, but someone famous. And we ended up figuring out that, well, we got closer, and we're like, that is Patricia Arquette. She was with her kids just in Epcot. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, yeah, we, I don't know, I, we didn't really even know who she was, but we just, you know, you see someone famous, you're like, we gotta get a picture. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know she was we didn't know who she was. We're like, well, she's from Medium. <laughs> I, yeah. And I, I kind of knew her, because I was like, oh, she, you know what, she's an Ed Wood. I'm like, that's what I knew her from. That was it. And, uh... So I gotta say, yeah, we, 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 of course, we're bothering her, even though the point of the security is that she doesn't want to be bothered. No one wants to be bothered. And, but we, we finally kind of cornered her and we were like, can we just mm-hmm. have a picture with you? Cause she's famous. And yeah. I, I will say, we, all four of us kids that went, we took a picture with her. She was just the nicest ever. She was just like, yeah, you mm-hmm. can take a picture with me, whatever. And now I really said to her, I was like, hey, <laughs> Hey, you're really great. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I didn't know what to say, and I was like, uh, we were just like, thanks for doing this. No, seriously, I'm like, th- I was like trying to be like nice, like, cause mm-hmm. it was my mom who's like, being like, we gotta get a picture with her, and I'm like, stop. In the Batman I'm voice. Like, need- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need to get the picture. <laughs> Where are the drugs going, <laughs> Patricia? <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> I don't know why she needed a picture, but I'll take a picture with my kids. 
<laughs> Do I look like a cop? <laughs> but finally, we took a picture with her, and my mom was like cornering her, and I was like, "I'm sorry." I like literally even said, "I'm like, but seriously, I'm like, thank you for taking pictures." She's like, she's no problem. She's like, she's actually being pretty sweet. You know, yeah. she could have been like, you know, annoyed. Like she didn't have the press on her. She could have mm-hmm. just been like. No, get away. Like, yeah. she could have been mean, and I'd been like, I, that'd probably been a better story, because I could be like, man, one time, like, Patricia Arquette, like, swore us out and got mad at us and told us to go away. It was great. Then mm-hmm. she won an Oscar. It was great. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. Was, was that before she won an Oscar? Yeah, it was before. Oh, okay. So, it was weird. I just, I had never met anyone really famous. I'm trying to think if I've met anyone. I, I'll probably forget, but I feel like there has been technically we met switchfoot but that wasn't that's kind of oh they're not my that gosh famous. yeah back in that? yeah that's kind of funny that's yeah i remember oh yeah, there was a lot of bands i used to like back then i used yeah. to go again i saw taylor swift at the sydney airport um really yeah and she was she had like i just seen like the side of her and then her walking away and she had like i don't know, maybe five bodyguards and they're mm-hmm. just wearing like you know baggy black clothes with backpacks on and a couple like and like boots um, but she was like a full head taller than all of them. I didn't realize yeah. how tall she, she is, is in real life. Yeah. She is, I mean, like just tall, like a living <laughs> Barbie doll. And um, my uh, friend I was with just started hitting me in the arm, like wide eyed before. And that's how I had turned to see that it was Taylor Swift. But it was undeniably her, even just walk, watching her walk <laughs> away, it was undeniably yeah. her. And then when I was coming back, I was. And, <laughs> I was I was in Cairo. I was at the Cairo airport, um, about to go back to to Sydney, and uh, I saw Hillary Clinton, and she had one bodyguard. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I almost laughed out loud in the airport. I was the only other white guy, and like we were just packing up, leaving Egypt, and that's actually and hilarious. I see her, and I'm like getting my like my bag wrapped in like like saran wrap for some reason. And uh, I'm sitting there waiting, and, like, my group is, like, you know, I don't know where they were. And then I see out of, like, this back room walk, or basically around customs, is Hillary Clinton walked right past me with <laughs> one singular bodyguard. And then that was it. And I'm like, dang. Like, That's weird. <laughs> Taylor That's Swift funny that, that, that and, she, like, yeah. a first world country has five bodyguards. Hillary Clinton in a third one. world country has one. Like, well, you don't know that Hillary's actually a badass. So if she if you came up to her, she, she would been. do kung fu. She was packing. <laughs> no, I was gonna say uh, I, I I just remembered I I have kind of met Hillary Clinton in a way because she was at a rally when uh, Obama was running for office the first time. Mm-hmm. So she came to Hibbing, Minnesota. Actually, I remember when she came. I yeah. don't remember. I remember just some people going to see her. But yeah, I actually did go, and so she was like shaking hands, and my mom has pictures where she was like kind of right in front of me. So mm-hmm. that was. But that I didn't care that much because I'm like, who is this? Even when she was like yeah. running for office, I was like, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and Bernie Sanders, like I have gone to a rally of his, but so I got, I got pretty close to him too, mm-hmm. like because he was in Duluth. But mm-hmm. yeah, those well, are politicians. Yeah, <laughs> let's bring this back to movies for a bit. Um, <laughs> please leave a comment on this episode or suggest an argument on social media at Cinema Swamp on Twitter or Instagram. We'll see you next time, and remember, always beware of the cinema swamp.